Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing and fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we're talking about how marriage includes work, kids, laundry, the dishes, and more. It's what we do together, even with all this stuff happening. And, and, you know, laundry, dishes. I mean, I went to Kenya a few weeks ago and came back and, you know, all that stuff still happens while I'm gone. And I want to share, um, I want to share with you guys this quote that I said the very first time that Tony and I ever shared our story. And we were in an audience of probably about 80 people, all couples. It was at a marriage retreat. And we were sharing the 60 days of sex challenge. And a woman in the audience stood up and raised her hand and said, you know, you spent all that time, you know, it was 60 days. I mean, you guys are having sex every day or trying to. And she was like, what about your laundry? And what about the dishes? And I paused for a moment and I looked her in the eye and I said, here's the thing. I can promise you that the laundry and the dishes will always be there. If you have kids, if you get dressed in the morning, you're always going to have clothes and laundry. I said, but I have no guarantees about him, meaning Tony. He could be gone tomorrow. Shouldn't I be investing in the relationship instead of everything else? And that's what this show is about today. You know, it's about making the decision to kind of move past that surface stuff. You know, work, kids, laundry, the dishes. That's that's life. It's there. But what's going on in the conversations in your relationships? And I want to want to bring up this um, hug that we got on iTunes. the uh, The title of the hug was "Real Life, Real Couple with Kids." I can relate. And. Uh, This writer writes in and says, I've been married 10 years with a child and I appreciate the realness of Tony and Elisa. I like their no-nonsense, real-life, applicable approach to a great marriage. Listening to a few shows sparked my own interest in keeping my marriage on the front burner, not the back burner. This is a great way to stay encouraged to keep a marriage strong and even better to remember why it's worth it to do so. Yay for bringing marriage to the front burner. Yeah. Because you and I both know that with everything else that we have going on in our world, you know, work, kids, laundry, dishes, our marriages often fall to the back burner. They do. And, and how are you staying connected? How are you having those conversations? Because I bet that if I asked you, what was it like when the two of you first met? What'd you talk about? How'd you spend your time? 
that some of you would tell me about long phone conversations. You know, not the five minute, but the two hour conversations after your date. Like you've already had a date, you go home and you, you call to check in and, and it's another two hours and you wonder where the time went because you were just spending that time getting to know each other. Some of you would tell me about walks along the beach or about walking in your local park or just people watching, making up stories about the people that you see going by. And we've, we've had some of you share very creative um, stories about how you know, you're out people watching and you make up these sagas for the people that walk in front of you. Some of you would talk about the times that you spent just being with one another, just being in the moment. You're not updating Facebook. Some of you, you know, started dating before Facebook or Twitter or, or any of those social media constructs, kind of like Tony and I, where we couldn't post what was going on in our relationship every, you know, 2.5 seconds. And you would tell me how nice it was to just hold hands or sit on the couch together. And maybe you're watching a TV show, but you're all kind of like snuggled in together. And then, you know, you'd pause because right now your life revolves around work and kids and laundry and dishes. And I will tell you that Tony and I, when we first met um, 19, going on 20 years ago, oh my gosh, it'll be 20 years that we met this summer. In June. In June. We had those long conversations. Hmm. We met in Colorado one summer. And Tony would take me up and up into the mountains and we'd just sit. Like I remember being at Left Hand Canyon with you mm-hmm. and just sitting, watching the stream go by and we're just having a conversation. I remember, um, oh my gosh. Chautauqua Park. Chautauqua. I'm like, a sh- a sh- I knew it was a Chautauqua or a sh- sound. Chautauqua Park sitting and that's when you first told me about your family. Yeah. I remember long drives. I remember going back to Indiana at the end of that summer and oh, I'm so glad I don't have my phone bills from back then because the amount of time that we spent on the phone talking to one another day in and day out was crazy, but I wouldn't have traded it for the world. Right. And then life starts to happen. You get to the point where you say I do and the rings go on the fingers and all of a sudden or not so all of a sudden, those other things in life start to take priority. They start to take the place of those deep conversations because, well, I need to stay late at the office. And what ended up happening too, when the work, the kids, the laundry and the dishes all come to the forefront, sex usually gets put to the back burner. Oh, easily. You know, and and that, you know, becomes a, a very, it becomes a friction point Mm -hmm. for many of you. And this goes either way, you know, the wife or the husband, it it becomes a friction point where everything else is taking that precedence. But the way that we connect, the one way that we can connect that we can not connect with anybody else is being during that time of lovemaking. Mm-hmm. And so how do we, how do we live our day to day lives? Right. How do we deal with all that stuff? 
and still are able to have that romance and passion in our marriage. Because the stuff isn't going anywhere. It isn't. I mean, you can come into our house and honestly, there are times when there is just laundry stacked in the hallway because everybody's getting it out so we can get it into the into you know the washers and stuff. There are blankets and stuff all over the living room floor. You know, usually on you know on a Friday night we do our our family movie night, but Saturday morning there's there's just stuff all over the floor, and you can go into our bedroom at times and. You know, after laundry's been done, it's all been folded and now it's just sort of sitting on the bed or you can come into our kitchen and we have the Vitamix next to the griddle with plates all up on the countertop. The, the dishwasher is open. There's dirty plates in it. There's stuff all over the table. And I'm not even going to talk about my kids' rooms because... You want to talk about real life? Tony has just just, painted a picture. Like, I'm laughing because I'm like, wow, that really is our house. You know, I'm going to just shut the door to my daughter's room because, honestly, most of the time it looks like a tornado hit it. Um, And we believe in, hey, it's your room and you you can take care of it, but we're going to shut the door. And then every once a month, we're going to just sort of come in and we're going to just sort of clean it out. And whatever you're not using or want to use anymore, we'll just give it to the Salvation Army. And the, or you just, you know, roll into my son's room. His bed's on the floor. and By choice. By choice, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, he has a sheet and he just has a blanket. He, he, I, I don't understand this one either, but I always grew up with, you know, mom had sheets on the bed, you know, bottom top and he had a comforter. Now, this kid, half the time the kid doesn't even sleep on the bed. Um, he's half on, half <laughs> off. I don't know how he does it. But that's life. That is life. You're not alone if this is your house. You're not. It's okay. You know, those pretty pictures you're looking at on Pinterest, of every everybody telling you 10 ways to get organized, 40 ways to have the perfect bathroom, and I'm not even going to talk about the bathrooms at times, but Elisa's hair and I am going to talk about it. Elisa's <laughs> hair <laughs> and her makeup stuff. Wow. And, you want to talk about ripping off the bandaid here in woo. this episode. You know, this is, but it's true. But that is, that is life. If we were to bring you into our house with a video camera and you were to follow Elisa and Tony around for a day, for a day, maybe even two days, you would see us doing what we do. We have business that we run here out of the house. We have kids who go to school and come and go. We have activities that we attend and events that we go to. We have sporting things that the kids are doing. Mm -hmm. We have laundry. We have dishes because we make meals here at home. Not all the time, but you know, the majority of the time, 80% of the week, 90% of the week, we eat here at home breakfast, you know, and dinner, lunches are, you know, we do our thing because we're all out and about. That's life. That is life. But how do we, amongst all of that, are still able to go, you know what? This marriage is important now because I don't want to. Nor should you want to be looking down the road when the kids are gone. And at that point, that's when you're going to rekindle the love. Because I was there at a point in time when all this stuff in the house was just driving me nuts. All I was looking forward to is get the kids out. And there are times I'm still looking forward to getting the kids out. That's another reason though now. 
But I was looking forward to the kids getting out so Elisa and I could just be here together and not deal with all this other stuff. But one thing I realized that if we waited that long, we were going to be so far apart from each other, it wasn't going to be a marriage. We'd be two roommates hanging out in a house. And that's not where I wanted to be. And I know that's not where you want to be. And it starts, it starts today. You know, it starts with realizing that maybe you've just been in survival mode. Like you're only talking about, you know, oh, don't forget to pick up the milk or, you know, Johnny's got a soccer game or, you know, we've got this couple's event or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, it just, it just really kind of floats only up on the calendar level. Like this is what's going on. This is what we need. And it doesn't, you've stopped dreaming together. You've stopped creating that life together. Very much like you did when you were courting. When you start talking about, you're like, what's our life going to look like? And I get that life throws you curveballs. Tony and I have had them. I will tell you that when our son Andrew died in 2004, it was a major curveball. Complete detour in our lives. Does that mean that we stopped living No, it meant that we had a new path laid out for us, but we had to talk through to find that path. We had to, you know, discuss what our new plan looked like for our life and for our marriage and for our children and things like that. Just because life throws you curveballs and they're coming, (laughs) they're coming guys. I I can't promise you a perfect, stress-free, no problem life. What we can do through One Extraordinary Marriage is equip you with the tools to get past work and kids and laundry and the dishes and have that deep connected relationship. And the first thing that you have to do is you guys have to spend time together. Like you can't foster the relationship if you're not spending time together. It doesn't work. You know, you have to do, I mean, you heard us, I think on the last episode, Tony and I were talking about date nights and how our date nights got a little screwy for January. You have to date one another. You have to make the decision that you still want to go on dates Mm -hmm. with one another. And I don't care if date night for you is walking to the local park and just sitting on the swings or if it's, you know, a nice fancy restaurant where you guys are just, you know, living it up. I don't care what your date night looks like as long as the two of you are spending time fostering your relationship because that's the most important thing about a date. Not how much money you spend or where you go, but that you spend time together. So the first thing that you do is you got to spend time together. Okay. Then you have to work on actually talking to each other while you're spending time together. Because I know some of you We'll get in a car for a road trip and not talk to each other. At all. At all. Husband is driving, and this is, this is actually a real-life scenario from some friends of ours. Husband gets in the car to drive. Wife pulls out a magazine, I don't, you know, whatever she's reading. And they can be in a car for four to five hours and not have a conversation with one another. Some of you, that's your life. You have to make the decision when you have those opportunities where you've got time together to make use of it. Now, I'm not saying you have to chatter for five hours or 50 minutes, 
but you do have to open your mouth and have something come out of it. More than, hey, what's going on today? You know, there's a reason that we put that resource of 77 questions to get the conversation started on our website. Because if you hear that, it says to get the conversation started. Oh, it's been huge for so many couples to, to do that. Um, if you want to grab it, oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash talk today. That's one word at the end, talk today. And here's what we, what we put out. And it's a challenge to any couple who picks that up. It's a 77 day marriage challenge. It's taking each one of those questions once a day, asking your spouse and answering one question. Some of them will go as fast as five minutes because I think there's some funny ones in there. Like, you know, do you like the toilet seat up or down or something about your toilet paper? And it's just fun stuff. It's to make you laugh too, because sometimes we get so serious in our marriages that we forget to laugh and others may take you 15 minutes between the two of you to just ask and answer. And so that's how you start. It's okay to use a tool like 77 questions to kind of get back into that habit of how do we talk to one another? Mm -hmm. Because when your life has only revolved around talking about work and laundry and dishes and the kids, you may be out of practice. We were, that's where that tool came from. We'd forgotten how to talk to one another. And I know from emails that we've received from my coaching clients that there are many of you in that same place. So use that tool when you're spending time together to actually talk together. And, and part of that talking together is learning how to take off your masks. Because what happens when we're existing in the survival mode, we don't show our true emotions right. to our spouses. Because showing your emotion might mean that you have to have longer than a 30-second conversation. And so if you haven't been having the conversations, you definitely haven't been sharing your feelings, your emotions. And I'm not just talking about the good ones, like, oh, I feel good today. You know, sun, I mean, we're in San Diego. It's January and 80 degrees, um, you know, which makes me happy. And, you know, it's one of those things where that's kind of what our January and February look like. And mm-hmm. so... You know, we can have, I mean, it'll get chilly. It'll get in the fifties, but we can put together 80 degree days. Or maybe you're happy because, um, they had your favorite juice at the grocery store. Okay. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I'm talking about like the, I'm happy because our marriage is on track or I'm scared because I feel a growing distance between the two of us. Like I'm talking about bringing up some of the ugly stuff too. The stuff that you've been stuffing for a while because you haven't felt that ability to talk, to really talk. And I know that there are those of you that are listening going, I don't know how to do this. I'm scared to do this. And it might be one of those things where, you know, now it's time to, to maybe jump on a strategy session, you know, where I can facilitate the conversation between the two of you, or even looking at love always. I mean, that 90-day marriage makeover, it's intense for a reason. Because in 90 days, we're going to take your marriage from where you're kind of like, eh, 
maybe we're roommates, to being back together as a loving couple. Because let's face it, I mean, roommates are a dime a dozen. They are. I mean, you can get somebody to help you pay the bills and that's all, you know, fine and dandy. But when you made the decision to say, I love you, and I do for the rest of my life, you made the decision to be more than roommates. You made the decision to have tough conversations. You made the decision to spend time with one another, not to let all the other stuff get in the way. You didn't say I do to everything else in my life. You said I do to this person. I said I do to Tony. And it's during that time when the stuff around us, it can pile up. It can. It's okay. It's not, it's not going to hurt anybody. It, it isn't. If, if the dishes pile up in the sink for a little bit, because you guys need to take some time just to, to really connect, it's okay. Throw them in the dishwasher to give them a quick rinse, throw them in the dishwasher, move on. Heck, use paper plates for a while. It, it, you know, it, it's okay. I mean, we, we've been there. You know, when Elisa brought up Andrew, you know, those were some tough times in our marriage. And not much got done around this house. Not much of anything got done. But we were at, we were at basic mode. You know what I mean? Make sure there's some clean clothes, some clean dishes, everything else. It's okay. It's not, it's not going to hurt us if it's left out or not tidied up, you know? And so we were, we were in that emergency mode and allowed ourselves the space and the grace to allow that to happen. It's what you need to do though daily so that way you guys can connect and that stuff doesn't bug you for the long term. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, work, we all do it. We're all out there. Some putting in eight, some putting in 10, some putting 12 hour days, you know, get it been there, you know, each one of those. So, you know, it's being able to go, this is what needs to get done. And as a part of this family, be it your kids too. These are the activities that need to be done. So it's not all put on one person's back. And it may be a shock to your family if you're the person that that has typically been doing it all. It may be time for them to step up to the plate. Your kids need to learn how to do their own clothes. They need to learn how to wash dishes and fill the dishwasher. Might be time for them to do it. Now you may have to get on top of them a little bit more and you may have to watch them, you know, teach them, you know, so that's going to take some work in on the up front side, really showing them how to load the laundry so they don't overload it and break <laughs> it or, you know, put too, much, too soap. much soap. So it's, you know, you know, filling up your whole laundry room with soap, but that's worth it because that's a long-term vision where you can go, you're doing this so that. Now I can take a step back. Mm-hmm. We got an 11 and an eight year old in this house and they both know how to do laundry. Does it mean that it's perfect every time? No. Does it mean that Elise and I have to tell them a number of times to get stuff done? Yep. Here's what it also means. When the 11 year old doesn't have clothes that he wants clean, he doesn't come crying to me saying, mom, you need to wash my clothes. He'll walk out to the laundry, 
and start a load of laundry and do his own clothes. So it's not my problem anymore. And, you know, I know some of you listening to this don't have children. So maybe your things revolve around, you know, work and laundry and dishes and other activities. I mean, you guys fill out your list. You know the things that keep you on the surface from your husband or wife. And whatever that is, it needs to be evaluated. Some of you need to take a long, hard look at what you're doing outside of your marriage. Because one of the revelations that I had when I was in Kenya was that the Kenyans that I met, whether they were in the city or you know in the more rural areas, they were actively involved in being. Whereas my experience with myself and with many Americans, and even those of us that are on the team, because it's just kind of the mindset we have, we're more involved in doing. Mm. Like, you know, we have our to-do list and, and, you know, the to-do list from the day before that rolls over and we've got, you know, reminders on our phones and we've got, and that's not to say that one is right or wrong, but I will tell you that my experience just observing people that were being is that their relationships are richer. So we need to make decisions about all the things that we are doing and whether or not they are enhancing our relationship with our family, with our spouse, or are they just one more thing to put on the to-do list Hmm. to keep us from being fully present with our husband or wife? Because if you have too much stuff to do that you can't be present, it's time to cut something. Because if you don't, if you don't make those hard decisions about all your other activities, the things that keep you from having those conversations with your husband or wife, the things that you know keep you from spending time with your kids, I can almost guarantee you that you will find yourself at a point in time where you don't have those relationships because those people are tired of waiting for you. Those people are tired of being put at the bottom of the list, whether it's, you know, physically present, whether it's your spouse that's tired of you just saying, I'm too tired to have sex with you, you know, cause you've got too many other things on your plate. And that goes for husbands or wives. Cause we hear it from both sides of the bed that, that there are too many other things that exist that are competing for attention and that sexual intimacy just gets shoved to the bottom. Yeah. You know, it, it's time to take a hard look at your life. And that's the challenge for this week. You know, for those of you that are operating on that surface level where, you know, the biggest conversation you have is whether or not, um, you know, you need to pick up milk at the grocery store or, you know, you're talking about where Johnny's going to go to co- you know, college or college applications or whatever it is. If you're not talking about one another and about what's really going on inside of you, and in the future of your relationship, then it's time to take a long, hard look at yourself. Don't look at your spouse and say, well, you need to take this out of your life. You need, we're not parents managing our spouses here. We're two adults who are imperfect trying to create a relationship that can stand and last the storms of time. Yeah. In order to be able to do that, you have to have margin in your life to be able to invest in one another. 
Yeah. Um, coming up later this month, we are going to put on our live online online event called Five Steps to Rekindle the Sexual Intimacy in Your Marriage. This is a one-hour event that we put on um, each month that we're trying to do here to help you look at the five steps that you can do right in your marriage with the work, with the kids, the laundry, and the dishes, but still be able to rekindle that sexual intimacy. And a lot of it, I'm going to tell you this right now, a lot of it is emotional. Comes back to those 77 questions we talked about here at the top of the show. Comes back to that emotional part of being connected. So we, I'm just letting you know, just sort of a heads up, it's going to be coming towards the end of February here. We'll have some dates um, coming up for you with links on where you're able to sign up for that. But just put it already in your mind that we're going to have this. It's called Five Steps to Rekindle the Sexual Intimacy in Your Marriage. And that way, when you hear us talk about it with the links, you can get right on and sign up because it does fill up and we only have limited seating for that. You guys, we all have things that are going on around us. We do. (laughs) Elise and I do. I told you about it at the top of the show. Doesn't mean we can't have an extraordinary marriage. It means what we just need to find those moments in time in our marriage where we can really, really hone in on each other. You know, that we can just hone in on each other so we know that even though we got all this other stuff going on around us, we're here for each other. And the best way to start it is with your emotional intimacy. It's by talking. It's by taking time away, maybe letting the laundry sit or put the laundry in and sit on the washing machine and talk. It might be a great place to just hide out and and get some time together. Funny, I don't know. I, I didn't think you were going to say talk. I was actually thought you were going to say something about having sex. So, well, you know, I mean, get it, creative. What I say about the five steps to rekindle the sexual intimacy yep. starts with talking. Yep. Starts with the emotional intimacy. So this week, if you got a lot of this stuff going around and around you, our hope is that we were able to shine the light a little bit on it. So that way you guys can think of ways that even though all this is going on, you can still connect. Mm-hmm. Have your guys a fantastic week. We love you guys. We love you so much. And if you need to reach out to us, don't hesitate. 858-876-5663. Love you. <laughs>